Hello everyone and welcome to From the Heart, a podcast brought to you by Catholic Education Diocese of Wollongong. My name's Josie Cooks and as we adjust to social distancing and working and learning remotely due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we're going to be sharing stories with you about our experiences as a way of staying connected and being in community with each other. everyone. Our guests this week are Bishop Brian Mascord and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. We're going to be discussing what impact COVID-19 has had on their roles and what it's been like celebrating Mass online without a congregation. Welcome gentlemen and thank you for joining me. Thanks Josie. Thank you Josie. Due to the COVID-19 restrictions most of the podcast interviews I've done have either been through Zoom or over the phone so I have to say I'm a little bit excited to be able to sit down and talk face to face with you. <laughs> yeah it's good well, to be able to talk to someone It's else. a new experience again. Yeah. <laughs> a new normal. Well let's hope. So how have you both been coping during this period? Um, well it's been a really it's been very different in the experience of even just having to celebrate Easter in a way that was so um, different to anything I've ever known throughout my lifetime. Um, the celebrations uh, of the liturgies, etc., were with very few people, and those people who were involved in the the streaming process, etc. It was so different that I actually felt that um, there was a time where I was grieving the experience of Easter because it was um, there was no sense of real celebration there was no sense of being able to baptize the candidates we had for RCIA which is always an incredible joy and for a whole community um, so when we came to Good Friday I really felt though I was grieving the loss of something and that was the loss of my community uh, and I don't think that's one of the things that's impacted upon me right throughout this time of lockdown has been the loss of our community and that that normal association, the relationships you build up, the faces you see at church, you say hello to, you may not know who they are by name, but they're people you see on a regular basis. So you, you're in a relationship with them. You, you get the chance and I'm missing that terribly. Mm. So. What about you, Dan? You've been home with four children? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't been home a lot of the time. It's mixed bag for me. I, I, They've been really happy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm home maybe half the week, maybe a, uh, a bit less than half the week because I'm doing so much filming now uh, with Bishop's Masses and with all the Easter liturgies and, and then also now helping Seth out with all the youth ministry, all their filming. Um, I'm out of the I'm out of home quite often for at least a few days a week through and then editing three to four days a week but I'll be home maybe twice two days a week now I'm home and yeah that's that's tough because yeah with four kids and it's not a really big house and so the little ones um, they don't really get that dad's not working that dads can't hang out with them the dad's actually got to do work so um, they can hear everything I'm doing I can hear everything they're doing and so it's been a bit challenging um, but it's I actually quite enjoy those couple of days at home, even though I'm working, just hearing their voices in the background. That's great. I love it. With the COVID-19 restrictions, what have been the biggest changes in the way that you have both um, performed your role and duties? Bishop, would you like to go first? One of the big things was learning about Zoom conferencing. <laughs> um, 
and I've just recently spent the last, well, I finished last Thursday, but right from the Thursday before that to Thursday, um, I was on a Zoom conference with the Australian Catholic bishops yeah. from around oh. the country. There were 38 of us on Zoom, plus observers, plus a couple of others who are part of the experience. So I think there was something like 43 to 45 people on Zoom conference for a period of five days, five or six days. And that, so you'd, you'd have a, a session um, in the morning, you'd have a session in the middle just after that where things would happen, then you'd have a bit of a break and there'd be a session in the afternoon. So it was quite intense. So you're basically on Zoom for oh, five hours a day. Um, and trying to sort of hold yourself together. and uh, So that's been one of the really, really big things. Liturgies that have been purely online. Um, there have been some really powerful responses to those liturgies, though. Uh, the comments that people have come back with have been really encouraging um, and really they've really appreciated it. So that, that's something good. And we know that that's not going to be, that's not the norm. We can't make that the norm. But it does give us an opportunity to think about, well, what do we do for our aged um, parishioners who might be in care facilities, um, about the ones who are home who can't get out? That now, because many families have accessed things like um, multimedia stuff and social media stuff for their parents, and, and that even my own mother um, watches Mass from Wollongong on a Sunday mornings, which I'm very proud to say. <laughs> Um, she hasn't opted for her own diocese, she's sort of opted for us. <laughs> but um, she was someone who wasn't involved in social media, and that, but learning those experiences. So they're the sorts of things that have struck me. Um, the hardest part, is, part for me is actually not, was the lack of routine in the beginning, because you were working from home. Yeah. And so the lack of routine, whereas here in the office, you, you'd have a routine, what was happening, who was the meetings, etc. Um, and that wasn't the case at home. And so that was I found that really difficult at first. But I got into a, a schedule. One of the other things that's been really great for me is the fact that of developing that prayer time and that during the day and really setting aside some good quality time for just some reflection and journaling and contemplation and prayer. It's been wonderful. So Yeah. I think mainly from a work perspective, having to develop a whole or continue to develop a whole set of skills going into the filming. So that was a bit of a challenge. I mean, we've done filming, quite a bit of filming in the past, but not as regular and routinely as this. And, and not as intense. Not as intense. And then the live stream as well, going yeah. into the live streaming, having to understand how that whole technology works and to bring people around you and gather people that you know have got some great skills. The intensity just goes over week after week after week and it's quite relentless and it doesn't ease up. Yeah. And they've always got a deadline that week for it. So learning those skills. And then with Catholic Youth Ministry, they're now going into their online show. And then, so I've moved from more directing with the bishop stuff than into actually doing the cinematography. Actually, that's probably been the funnest thing I've done in the last uh, month because um, we're just learning on the job and on how to light properly, how to do this and that. And so it's, it's a lot of my other parts of my job have had to go. And well, they haven't gone. They just haven't haven't done them. I think well. I think one of the beautiful things that that, as Dan said, we've actually had a phenomenal team of people. Um, like a lot of people have 
complimented us through me on on the quality of the liturgies that we've had, the live streaming and the, the pre-recorded masses we've done. Uh, and they thank me for it, and I write back and say it's not me. It's I belong to a team of people, and we've all been part of. We all contribute what we can. Um, for the benefit of everybody else. And I think that's one of the really important things. I think it's really showing the skills that we have um, in our in the office of the bishop and that and the skills we've got in being able to develop stuff for people. And, and I feel really privileged and honoured that I'm part of a team that does that. And that really has made a huge difference um, for me. That has really seen the gifts of people come through. It's been fantastic. Well, I just witnessed the production or part of the production of the Mass today. And I've got to say, I was kind of blown away by the enormity of it, the number of cameras and so forth. What else goes into the production of a weekly episode? Okay. Well, the weekly, a weekly Mass, when we do it, it probably starts off with practical things of organising. Well, who can read that weekend? Can they get that week? Who can, can they get there by a certain time? And then you create your, all your call sheets, which gives them all the information about what time they need to be on set how they have to go and and we work out what else do we need to do for that week so for example if it's a special week we look at the liturgy coming up and we go well there might be a sequence in it for that week or there might be certain other elements we have to then discuss with the bishop and then we go ahead and then we organize the crew the thing that strikes me about it for the likes of the crew we have is the respect for what is being done for what we're celebrating um and it's and it's taken a bit of time from when we first initially began yeah. and that now that we we get a, a a really good run through with very little interruptions and the interruptions are literally just the movement of a camera mm. to make sure we get the right next next stage of it so we it's basically broken into two experiences of the liturgy of the word and the liturgy of the eucharist and the gap between the two is when we change yeah. the camera. And everyone does it as quietly and as reverently as possible so that there is a flow and we just pick it up again. So initially I, I, I really struggled and Dan knew that. Yeah. I really, really struggled with this. We did too though. That. And that we did. Yeah, that was, and that I'm was really part glad of the that team. you spoke about it because that yeah. really helped us. It was really part of the team thing that I felt like I was uh, more in a production than in, a, in mm. an experience of prayer where now it's much, much the opposite. It's much more the opposite now that we're really moving in to prayer, which happens to be being produced for a particular need at this time. So, so then after we basically do our shoot, so we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And um, as Bishop said, we kind of run through it start to finish now with just that one stop for a camera movement in between the two. And then we get to the end of it. And then so the setup beforehand that goes into before we even start that's probably about a two-hour setup then I guess after we shoot we have to then get all our files once we get those off I then take them across to Pete who's our editor the actual edit for it's usually that's about a two-day edit for each mass wow. um, and then so so you've got Pete that's you've got basically teams that you've got your production crew team that work on it then you've got your music crew team which is Seth and, and, and Manny Fiesta um, that he works with so Seth will actually pre-record, well not pre-record, record in the studio that we're sitting in now, or the music for Mass, and then we sync that later in during the edit. But then when we're actually doing the Mass, we're saying everything. Everything, all the parts yeah. happen. No, nothing is omitted yeah. from when I'm recording the Mass, so nothing is omitted. 
so that it continues the flow of, of the prayer that we're doing. And that, so it's just that when the editing happens, we drop the drop music in at the respective places. Yeah. So Pete will generally edit on a Thursday, and then um, I'll go in on, on, and then he'll give it to me on a Thursday night. So when everyone's gone to bed, I'll watch it. And then after we do that, we Pete makes those final edits and those final changes. And then Bishop has his review, usually on a Friday night or Saturday. 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 Yeah. Um, and then by hopefully Saturday afternoon, Bishop's got back to me and said, yeah, he's happy Go with it. it. No more, no, no changes. Oh. Um, and then at that point, it's a number of couple of hours where you're uploading it to different platforms and then you're doing your marketing and then the marketing starts. You have to do e-newsletters that go out. So you're writing all your content for that, doing all your, your graphics and banners. And so it usually finishes up late on a Saturday night by the time yeah. um, everything's put to bed with it. And then so by Sunday at 9 o'clock in the morning it premieres and it is, it's all flawless. Hmm. So it's a long week. How long is the mass? Oh, about an, 50 about minutes an to an hour, the yeah. shot it goes for, depending on, on what it is. That's a lot of work. Yeah. The, the preference is for live streaming, but um, and we have to be honest. I have, I have to be really honest. There are obviously there are financial implications with this mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so therefore, one, by having the people that we have for live stream, it, that enlarges the crew we have. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that means we would be over the, the limit. And, that, and whereas this way, it we're able to keep um, the size number within the limits that we're, we're supposed to have. Yeah. The whole thought behind it was we didn't want to do just what everyone else was doing when it came to the live streaming of the masses. We didn't want it to feel like you were just watching a mass and you weren't being able to participate in it. So everything we do is very conscious about the people at home being able to actually feel like and participate as much as possible in the mass. So there's a whole purpose behind why we do what we're doing. We did it, we pulled it off and it was great, but it comes at a cost, not just financially, but just, it was exhausting. Emotionally. Emotionally. <laughs> do you remember by the end of... Yeah, we were exhausted. <laughs> like, I was very, it was really interesting because I wasn't able to, because we were in the solid lockdown at that stage and I wasn't yeah, that's able right. to travel to family. So I came home on Easter Sunday morning, or Easter Saturday. Holy Saturday afternoon after we, or the night after we'd done the vigil and I collapsed mm. and I really spent the rest of Easter Sunday. We, we often make the, the um, comment on Easter that um, Jesus may be risen but the clergy have died um, <laughs> and that was really, really a, the case I felt. I was exhausted yeah. after it, just physically and just um, emotionally exhausted because you're trying to put so much effort. And I, oh, that goes back to also that comment when I said I was grieving something was missing. Yeah. Because mm. whilst, yes, you're always tired after those big celebrations, but you've got the buoyancy of the people who are excited yeah. about what's happening in the community and they have the real sense of joy in Easter. And that, I was had it. I was ready, just I just kept falling asleep all, all of Easter Sunday. And it was morning. relentless too, because it's the Thursday, and then we Thursday had Friday, Friday, and then we did Friday stations. We, so in the middle of doing this, we prepared a pre-record of a stations um, liturgy as well. Where and, I, that's, and that's actually, that was really interesting, because that was powerfully, I call that our hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, simply because it was done in so many different stages, and then all came together for this beautiful... Um, celebration of the stations yeah. 
um, which was based around the coronavirus, which we were able to get use of from the United States. Yeah. And, that, and that has been heard and watched and participated in by people all over the world. Yeah. Were you surprised with your reach? Uh, yes and no. I was surprised in many ways, but at the same time I was uh, humbled the fact that people would tune into us. And I know so many other people um, out west of New South Wales and over in Western Australia who don't have the facility and don't have the capacity to participate in mass in their own community are, are logging into us. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting actually quite a few from Indonesia now yeah. as well. So usually ha- the emails start coming in usually within about three or four minutes of the mass finishing. Um, it's really that keeps what keeps you going a lot. They just yeah. pile in of people that are loving, and they just wanted me to please pass on um, my thanks to Bishop Brian. Their, yeah. their thanks, sorry, to Bishop Brian for the mass. And so that's been really cool because yeah. um, mm. quite often, I mean, you can look at I suppose your hits or your views and what you're getting, but you don't still understand the impact you're having. Mm. Um, and so getting those that feedback. Um, via email, but then also comments, and then on Facebook, and and I think I think one of the other things we're learning is that that all our normal ways of evangelising of actually being face to face with youth ministry and and um, the net team and um, Alpha and other programs that are being run throughout the diocese, we can't do that, and this in many ways is the most our only way of evangelization um, for so many people and that the breaking open of the word is sometimes that's the only time they're going to hear it during the week Mm. so therefore that's why we want to do it well Mm. because it is the way in which we are evangelizing at the present moment but in light of that it's also opening up now so many other opportunities by which we can do evangelization there's there's so many things that are happening that in can empower us that we never thought was possible. People are finding ways in which connecting with their community, hmm. which um, I don't think may have happened in that way in the past. 100% wouldn't have happened if it wasn't no. for this. Yeah, yeah, so I think we're, we're finding new ways of just linking in. And even we as clergy, um, last over the last couple of weeks, there have been two Zoom conferences in each of our deaneries. Hmm. Um, the first one was with me just to say hello, how were things going, find out what was happening, see how the men were and, and what was going on in their particular areas. And it was just that. It was just a touch base. But I, th- I think it's also highlighting the fact that for us here in the diocese, that's still one of the, the, the cravings of our community is formation, mm. to understand their faith in a deeper way um, and how we're able to do that is going to be the the challenge and the possibility. So we've got to see the the challenge and the possibility on each occasion. And that but I people are cra- are really craving for faith development. And and I think it's what it's highlighting for us too at the present moment. We've got great resources here in our own place. We actually don't have to rely on people from overseas to do it. We've got good good thinking people who can um, sit down and have a conversation because that's the best way to learn rather than being lectured at. Yeah. To sit down in conversation, to, to break open the experience of faith um, 
and recognise that differing op opinions is not wrong. It enhances your, where you understand yourself to be in faith at that point in time. So I think there are all sorts of things we're learning at this point in time and now need to um, begin to develop into the future. Let's talk about the delivery of Mass. Today I, was, I thought it was interesting and I was really moved sitting in the quietness and solitude of a church listening to your homily. And I thought... Do I have to apologise for the homily? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it, was, it was really beautiful. Like there was, it was this quietness and I'm easily distracted. So for me it was really easy to concentrate and to take in what you were saying. What's it like to celebrate Mass without a congregation and without the people at home not being able to participate in communion? Horrible. Right. It's probably one of the loneliest experiences, although the other side of that, you know you're connected to people. You're connected with them because of what's happening. We are the body of Christ. But the sad part is, is that for those who are watching, they're deprived of something. There's the lacking of coming and receiving Jesus. Although Jesus is present to them, um, it's not in not in the fullness because we understand our teaching says to us that the Lord is present to us in the gathering of the community. So yes, when they gather at home, they're gathered in community. Even if they're by themselves, they're gathered with that community, knowing that there are others joining them at that point in time. It's in the word that we break open and we celebrate and we read and we delve into. Jesus is present in that word. He's present in the, the experience of the, pres the person who's presiding, but, more, but especially in the experience of, of the Eucharist itself. So Jesus is present to them, to all of us, but for some not fully because they're missing a part of it. And for me, that's a real sadness. Um, and I know of some communities where um, they've chosen... Uh, to celebrate a liturgy of the word um, in some of the religious communities rather than celebrating Eucharist uh, simply because they're at one with the rest of the of our Catholic community or the Christian community at the time. and that, We're reaching a point now where, where you hear of churches that are opening um, but many churches aren't opening yet. There are a lot of places that aren't opening yet, and that for for out of uh, real concern for the broad community, and that it's it's really interesting. So they're actually having to find ways in which they connect with their community also. So, but for me, it's I I struggled with it. I struggled with it terribly, because here I was celebrating mass and able to receive Holy Communion as the presider. But there were all those people who are watching and participating and praying with the Mass who are denied that at this time. And that's a real sadness for me. Hmm. It's a real sadness. So, so then how do you stay upbeat during the productions? Um, I, I don't think it's a matter of being upbeat. I think it's a matter of recognising that Jesus is present. And for me, that's the relationship. This is about Jesus. It's not about me. Um, it's about Jesus. 
And so therefore it's continually honing into the fact that Jesus is present. And that where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there with them. And that's what's happening. So I have a similar struggle. Uh, kind of. Where, yeah, I, I struggle with, um, it's going to be hard to explain, where so everyone else, well, most people, haven't been out of, can't attend Mass. And I'm in this privileged position where I get to actually be there every week. And then I just catch myself so often just concentrating on production, what I've got to do, what's my job, what's the next shot I've got to come up with. And I'm not being present to that moment. I'm just concentrating on my job that I've got to do and not respecting the fact enough that oh, I'm, in, I'm in mass right but now. But I've watched you. Yes, you do. Oh, you reach a point yeah. sometimes where you do settle into a moment. Yeah, I do. I, you notice that you, sometimes. You, I do. You, you come into that point where you know that you're but in I've, something I've, I've sacred. I've had to catch myself at some point to get yeah. to that point. So often I'm just going, okay, I haven't concentrated. And I'll, and I'll get to where, you, where you've invited everyone to, to make an act of spiritual communion. And that's when it hits me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in this pri- privileged position that, and, uh, and then no one else gets to see this and that's to be part of it. And I probably haven't done enough with that in my own personal life. I probably let that wash over me a little bit too much. And it's, it's really difficult when you're there thinking, well, what difference is this making? Like, I, you have this thing going, well, what difference is this making to people's lives? And it's making but it then you get all these emails back saying, right. this is their high point of their week. I found Good Friday oh. the hardest, the most emotional of the experiences because it was the grieving of going back to that grieving experience um like friday is always a hard liturgy because it's but it's also the most simplest yeah Yeah. it really is the simplest and that and when you looked at what takes place normally in the good friday liturgy with the, the 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 word happening and the passion being proclaimed and I was very fortunate that time because Father Victor and Father Bernard can celebrated with me mm. and we were part of that. But I think when we came to the point of um, the veneration of the cross and that, that you would normally mm. take through the church and that and people would sort of, you'd raise the cross up and people would kneel down after the singing of Behold the Wood of the Cross and that we didn't process through the church we did it we unveiled the cross on the sanctuary and we knelt around it Um, it was very powerful but again I thought I was just grieving this lack of there was something missing and it continually came back to the community and that's so by the time we got to the end of it Mm -hmm. I was quite emotional that my whole my community were not part of um, the physical experience of what we were doing, and I found it—I really, really found it quite emotional. There was something special about that one, though. We all just had to go in, in our own space at the back of the mm. co-cathedral at Ferry Meadow there, and just sit down by ourselves for a moment and just sit in that emptiness. Jesus was dead, and that was the whole experience. There was, there's been a death within us, and I think it was the fact that we're—the we, death for us was. Um, something of what we know and familiar and everything is no longer going to be. We've got to look at ourselves in a very new way. Mm. And I think that's, that kind of was a real realisation for me. I don't know what the new way is going to be yet. <laughs> but it's, and I think that's part of the resurrection experience. That's what the disciples, they 
ran away from the crucifixion and they it, it wasn't until they when they left the crucifixion and they went into the the resurrection they entered into the resurrection not knowing what the future held what was it going to be it was a really and i think that's where we are that's where we're at at the present moment podcast was produced by Catholic Education Diocese of Wollongong. Music provided by bensound.com. I'm Josie Cooks and thanks for listening in. Join us next time as we talk to other members of our Catholic school community about finding hope in the midst of our new normal.